I'm salivating just thinking of like, I'm finally going to get so many spreads. <laughs> How's it going? It's me, Carlos, from the Keyscape Games Podcast. This is level 89, Neo Scorpio Go. Now, guys, it's been a crazy, crazy week, and we're going to get on with the show. But first, before anything, I am your special co-host, or co-host, host, Carlos, a.k.a. Lopez, a.k.a. Roberto, Roberto, Roberto <laughs> Lopez. Uh, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts that are probably the stars of the show. I am nothing. I am zero without these guys. I am here with, to my cyber left, anybody wants to chime in now? I can be on your cyber right, but I'll, it doesn't matter. I can be okay. whatever cyber you want me to be. All right. But yes, awesome. it's, it's me, Josh. I'm still here. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and and uh, it's me, Juan Carlos. I'm back too and uh, employed. <laughs> so Yay. Yeah. Congrats, so, congrats, dude. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, um. Pop tarts and ramen for everybody when uh, the end yes. of the month. Which, awesome. by the way, hey, give me I, some chalupas, I, I, Carlos, remember, some school chalupas. You know what? You know oh, what? The ones I, that are all crusty on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I hated those. <laughs> but I, I meant this. But Carlos, I remember years ago when we were in the infancy of our friendship mm-hmm. that you will, uh, and I forget who else was with us. Mm-hmm. We went to this Korean barbecue place uh, where you guys took me for drinks. And I think I got a job teaching like in somewhere in Los Alamos. I think it was when I got my job yeah, at Los Alamitos. Los Alamitos. I think. It's the 2012, 2013. And, yeah. and you said, and I told you guys that I was going to take you guys out for dinner and drinks and it was all on me. And I mm-hmm. still haven't owned up to that. <laughs> it's okay. No, not and I know, but I, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that here because um, they're paying me for two months in the end of them September. So I should have got a check in August, but they oh, nice. I was too late. So yeah. So Josh, uh, for same, same goes here. So it's going to be a, a all California, um, night out. So we'll make sure we plan that sometime in, uh, yeah, sounds early, good. somewhere in October, but yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I've, I've been gone for a couple of weeks, uh, just getting used to the new school site, um, getting caught up, making sure put my best foot forward, but my God, it's been hell being away I from bet. you guys. But look, hey, you came at the right time with the crazy, un- with crazy announcement of news. This week has been nothing but news. Of course, we just came back from Labor Day, and Labor Day, of course, you know, it's a very relaxing. But man, can we can we talk about what's been going on this week? Because it's itchy, it's killing me. If it's like a bad rash, I need to I need to talk about all this crap right <laughs> now, guys. So let's. Yeah, man. I mean, news. if anything. Yeah, I mean, if anything was in labor this week, it had to have been Apple and Nintendo with all those announcements Ooh, popping out. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Crazy back and forth. So, uh, Josh, do you want to just run it down? What was the first thing that just got announced this week, which has been the biggest talk in the in the, in the internet, if they like to call it? <laughs> well, definitely the biggest news to come out of this week had to have been uh, Miyamoto taking the stage at the Apple press conference and announcing Super Mario Run uh, with timed exclusivity to iOS platforms so basically all those rumors the last couple years have been are finally true and mario will be available for mobile platforms and he will be going by the way (laughs) just like pokemon yep so mario go uh i don't know i saw this coming from miles away already uh it's just weird that this was their first game i thought their animal crossing would have been their first game because i remember they 
mention about that a couple months back ago, I think at E3. And then before that, prior to that, they made, like, I think that shareholder meeting where they were like, yeah, we're going to be working on Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing. I'm just as surprised as anybody that they announced the Mario game so quick. Uh, and if nobody knows about the mobile game industry, is that uh, mobile games are pretty easy and kind of generic, too. And it doesn't take that long to for development because they're just scrapping assets from their previous games and just dumping them on. So Yeah, this game already but, looks like, just from what they've shown, that it's just going to be made on the cheap and probably going to yeah. rack in millions of dollars. Oh, of course, of course. And um, being smart that who they are, they already have a... If you go on the iTunes store, the app store right now, there is a ginormous banner of Super Mario. And it says sign up to get noticed, you know. get Sign up to for, for notices when the game is released. So it's insane. It's crazy. Uh, Juan, I know this is something up your alley, being a really hardcore Nintendo fan, just like me. But... Uh, what do you think it means for Nintendo's future, like in the market right now? Uh, you know, first off, dude, I anybody who said that they like aside from you, but if anybody mm-hmm. who went to that conference and said, "Oh, Nintendo will be here," mm-hmm. nobody, nobody really yeah, saw this coming. I, I didn't see it. I didn't think of it either. Like we, I can think we all kind of expected it, especially with Pokemon Go. That was like, all right, in the near future, we should get it. And I know they mentioned Fire Emblem and the Animal Crossing was coming, but for for mario just out of nowhere it, it like i'm shocked but also i think it's freaking brilliant to announce it now mm-hmm. because they also mentioned because aside from the it's going to be free to play wink wink mm-hmm. you know yeah but you know there'll be in-app purchases but the fact that they're announcing it now months before the new iphone comes out or or a couple of weeks or a little bit when the phone comes out mm-hmm. ex- but the thing is it's exclusive it's, it's timely exclusive, I think, for now. Oh, it's is all, it? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's only. I think they said exclusive. six. I think it's going to be for like six months. I think they said right. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, okay. But that's so brilliant because you get that holiday timeline. You get mm-hmm. Christmas. You get New Year's. You get Valentine's Day. I mean, I. It's just absolutely brilliant what they did, and for me, it's a, a question of okay, if we're getting this. You know, going into this direction with the mobile games market, which, you know, everybody was clamoring for, you know, uh, practitioners like jumping up and down saying, I was right, I was right. Mm-hmm. And they're finally doing what they're, you know, so it's just now kind of leading me to believe how will this eventually, because, you know, Nintendo would not do or agree to do these kind of things unless it had some connection to their next home console. So the NX has to take some way, it's going to implement your Fire Emblem your Animal Crossing, your Super Mario Run, like, and whatever else in the future they come out with, hopefully a Zelda, because that would be yeah. insane. Yeah. Like, these games have to interact with the NX to some degree, because I can't imagine that Nintendo would just create something for the iOS platform that doesn't take advantage of their own home console, because this has no presence on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come out on the Wii U, you, they, but this is strictly for mobile devices. Mm-hmm. This has to... This has to have some kind of tie-in with the NX. Yeah. No, yeah, for no. sure. Yeah, go, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. And, and yeah, I mean, that just goes back to what I was talking about on Facebook for anyone who follows me or is friends with me there, where there was actually a surprising... Not, actually, it's not surprising, but 
Um, there's been a lot of like naysayers who are saying, oh, this is Nintendo's first step to leaving the hardware market or the game core gaming market to just stick to mobile games. And I'm like, it's a, it's, it's a new form of the same tired, you know, argument that Nintendo's le- going out of business or they're going third party or whatever. When, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Juan, it just sounds like it's more and more like something they're going to do to implement so it'll supplement their hardware. And even if for some dumb reason that Nintendo doesn't, implement like direct functionality between the two which i don't think is going to be the case but even if it is that's still going to build up renewed interests in their properties oh i'm going to you know spark that uh that need in a lot of people who might not go out and buy a nintendo system on their own to maybe go out and get the nx or a 3ds or whatever is going to be out down the road and, and you know what like for our generation we grew up where our first gaming platform was a console it, or and then for the generation after us it was like their handheld they got their first ds this new generation their first console is a smartphone you know like their kids younger and younger are getting these smartphones yeah. even if it's not a smartphone it's like a i like a tablet like they like i it's hard anybody who goes to a restaurant you see these parents bringing in their kids and what do they have a tablet yeah, they, they don't. They don't have a DS. They don't have any like a Vita. They're using their tablet. So, yeah. to me, it's it's Nintendo's way of like being realistic. Like, okay, if these parents are getting these kids tablets, let's just go ahead and put our properties because we grew up with Mario. We grew up with Zelda. Uh, these kids, like, they're growing up with you know Angry Birds, mm-hmm. and you know, and you see it with the shirts. You know, you go to any elementary school back a few years ago. Angry Birds was all over this. These their backpacks, their lunchboxes, everything. Yeah. So Nintendo's like, we need to make sure that we recapture that mid '80s, late '80s, where most of the kids were wearing Super Mario T-shirts. They had Super Mario cereals, Super Mario folders, pencils. Put our properties on the devices that the kids are already using. Make them familiar with Mario, with Animal Crossing, and even for the fans who already have Nintendo consoles and handhelds, this is just another reason to have our properties on the devices that they're already using for for phones, for their music, just so they can have Nintendo on everything. So you can't really escape our characters, our music. And it's not like people have wanted it. You know, the, I'm, I'm super thrilled about this um, just because people who don't traditionally get to play Mario games when they come home from work because they're so busy, they can at least play it like Miyamoto said. They can play it in the subway with one hand. You know, maybe you're just shopping and you just have it, you know, you're waiting in line. You can play a Mario game really quickly. That's the direction the market is going. It's not just the hardcore PC gamers. It's not the devoted console fans. That's that whole new market of people who are just on the go, at work, trying to kill some time between getting from point A to point B, but still getting your gaming fix. And, you know, so I'm truly, truly happy, surprised, but very, very happy that this was announced. And there was an uh, an analyst who predicted that without question, this game is going to get a billion downloads. Yeah, then that wouldn't be surprising at all. And for the first time, perhaps in the company's history, I feel like they're really going to benefit on grandparents or older parents just thinking that every video game is a Nintendo and just seeing (laughs) Mario on the screen and just downloading it for their kids. Because like, even if Mario doesn't have as much of a presence as Angry Birds with kids now, the older parent, uh, the older people are still going to, you know, um, correlate Mario with video games in general and have that on their download list for their kids to play. So it's a win-win for everyone involved, I think. Yeah, I think in a in a marketing standpoint, uh, it's probably the smartest thing they can do: release this game first. Um, 
because there is a majority of people who like I, like I was you know Juan Juan is Juan is me and Juan's generation if anything some people stop playing video games because that's the you know they get embarrassed or they get scared or they kind of just like oh, I haven't played a Mario game since I was a kid you know that's usually the talk you know it's like I haven't played a game and since I was a kid I stopped playing Nintendo after middle school or something or after school or whatever and I think um from a marketing standpoint you know you look at sega you look at uh angry birds you look at all these they have different go kind of or pokemon as well which is a very friendly user interface it's not so difficult it's easy it's not gonna confuse now i mean that saying uh, there are some really stupid people i mean there's really stupid people in this world and in this market right now you have to kind of benefit those stupid people because Stupid people don't like buying big systems because it's too much cables or it's like too confusing or, um, you know, there's, there's that, there's a demographic and that demographic is the demographic that goes, Oh, I'm going to waste a dollar for whatever reason, just cause I want to keep playing this game. And that's going to be their biggest money, money maker. Um, that's usually the consensus with mobile games. It's people who just don't play games whatsoever. And, um, you know, that's just part of it. Um, no, yeah, I but- mean, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Um, cause I was going to mention the, the stuff about properties and getting people, you know, um, acclimated or, or returning them to what they grew up with just then, uh, uh, oh yeah. So, so Carlos, I'm just glad you're here because for the last two weeks I have not been able to stop playing Wibble Wobble or the okay watch. Um, yeah. and, and it's, the thing is I went to, it's gotten to the point where I've been so invested in these characters. I went out and bought those discs the three packs that come with, you know, oh, the, yeah. the yoke. And I have created a monster. I'm so no, sorry. It's too late. It's too late it's now. Too, it's, it's, and I'm, <laughs> it's, and I've spent, I haven't spent any money on the game, but I've spent money on the property, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, that's 10 bucks right there. And now I'm like, well, I have these discs and then I go, Oh look, yoke watch two is coming out next month. And it has two mm-hmm. versions of the game, and oh, the discs are compatible there as well. Oh, now yep. I have a reason to spend it on that. Also, um, so, they're compatible with the Yokai Watch Wibble Wobble app. Just give me a heads up. Oh, I've already scanned them in. Oh, I got. I will oh, okay. cover there. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, You're good. I, yeah. So, so I and I. Uh, so I, it's like wow. I, it got me familiar with the property. I understand some yeah. of the characters and the mechanics. So now there's some you know incentive for me as a gamer to yes. pick up Yokai Watch Two. Because I know the property now, so yeah. I think the the stuff that Nintendo's doing with Fire Emblem. Because if you don't own a DS, you really have very little knowledge of Fire Emblem. You know, of so so if, I think that property has such potential to I, more than anything else to bring in such a new influx of fans. Where I think a lot of people, just like myself with Yokai Watch, because I wasn't that familiar with the property, they're going to see, oh my god, is this what Fire Emblem's about, dude? I would totally buy this as a game. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like a demo that you can make absolute money off of while, you know, and just you're just putting on a platform that everybody has already and giving people an excuse to not only buy the game, but to buy the platform that'll be on. Definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, so like, in, uh, yeah, go, oh, go sorry, ahead, I was going to say that I was going to say I had the opposite reaction because Final Fantasy, I started playing Final Fantasy 14 and I'll talk about it more later. But their Yokai Watch promotion made me never want to t- touch either game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a Chibanya sword? Come on. You, I have the Chibanya sword. It's the only problem is it takes like f- fucking four hours to get it. 
And hey, I still have like 12 more to get. What, what counts is that you got it. That's the big count. Well, I know, guys, that's not the only thing that was announced recently. Um, now, uh, I, I know we're, we're going to talk about this in a bit, but recently Sony had a humongous, uh, not even humongous, it was like streamed everywhere. They had a Sony conference, of course, to talk about Project Neo, as you guys may know, which is now called, uh, officially called the PS4 Pro. It's good. It's a, it's what everyone's been talking about. It's what got leaked earlier this this couple months. It's we saw the smaller version of the PS4. Uh, being an owner of the PS4, of course, uh, that 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 it's um it's a nice price for people who are very uncomfortable with or very skeptical about buying the PS4 at a two ninety nine price. I think it's really simple, really clean, really to the point. I think it's for people who for Christmas time that's going to be the biggest seller. Now, guys, did you were you guys able to watch the whole live stream by any chance of the PS4? And uh, I just want to get some some thoughts about what you guys think, or if you guys have seen kind of the comparison from the PS4, PS4 Pro to the PS4. And let me give, give me some of your thoughts, guys. I really want to hear what you guys think about the comparisons and and uh, kind of the the backdrop which just got dropped recently, which was the fact that um, the PS4 Pro cannot play 4K Blu-rays. Which is uh, kind of their backdrop this after the show. So I just want to hear from your side. Uh, starting with Josh, can you tell me a little bit what you feel? Yeah, I mean, mine's going to be real short because I mm-hmm. couldn't care less about specs. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen consoles come and go, including the PS3 in its first four years, where mm-hmm. it had, you know, all the top of the line specs and it didn't mean anything because the games weren't coming. So, I mean, as long as there are enough games to support it, which on one hand, it's good that the games are going to be uh, compatible with both. But on the other hand, it's not like there's going to be a whole lot of games um, fully taking advantage of it since they do need to work on both models. So at the end of the day, to me at least, unless you already own a 4K TV, and even then I personally probably wouldn't go out and get another console just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But um, like, even if I did have a 4K TV, like unless there's something software-wise that really makes it worth it, like it doesn't matter in the slightest bit to me. Um, and like, it's the same with like the new 3DS. So it doesn't just sound like I'm bashing the PlayStation. Like the new 3DS is the same way. I did end up getting that, but just because, just because I was really into like the faceplate stuff and customizing it. But from just like a hardware, uh, standpoint, it's exactly the same as a regular 3DS, except it loads slightly faster. And there's one game in the last two years or however long it's been two and one and a half years that only works on the new 3DS with Xenoblade which in and of itself was a worse version of a game that had been out on the Wii for like three years. So with all of that in mind, the loss of the expected 4K Blu-ray is kind of a weird thing to me because, you know, the PlayStation brand kind of owned Blu-ray. I don't feel that Blu-ray would be nearly as big and accepted as it is Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the PS3 essentially selling itself as a Blu-ray player over being a game console for the first few years. Mm -hmm. And to see like the Xbox One supporting it and then Sony and the PlayStation the uh, PS4 Pro not supporting it again it's something that personally it doesn't affect me but I could see how yeah. people would find that disappointing or at the very least strange mm-hmm. that it's essentially their format that they made popular and now they're not moving forward with the next evolution of the brand yeah, yeah. and for more than likely I can only think that it's for pricing reasons that they wouldn't have been able to price it at the 299 and 399 if they included that, you know, the capability to do so. Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't make it any less strange from like a consumer standpoint. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Juan, any thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been playing a lot more PS4 than Nintendo or Xbox in the last couple of months, just cause I've been finding myself enjoying a lot more of the games on the PS4. That being mm-hmm. said, I'm a little conflicted on how I should feel about this new system. If I even want to call it like, cause I, I'm used to seeing a, big jump and big reasoning to going from one system to the other. Like Josh, you mentioned like from the Nintendo 3DS to the, from the previous model. Um, the main reason why I upgraded as well, even though I agree, there's not that much of a difference. I, I did notice a significant difference though, in certain games like smash brother load times um, with the, I use a lot of the amiibo stuff. So having that functionality on it, so I don't have to buy another dongle to use it was a big coup for me. Um, Monster Hunter, having that that little nub for the C-Stick really does help. But now I'm looking at this new system, and it's saying, all right, it has a dual-core processor. It's $399. Um, it'll be playing, it could play some of the games faster. I, but like I said, I don't have a 4K TV. And exactly. It, and I don't, want, I don't see a situation where I'm going to spend $400 in a system and then justify that by going out and buying a 4K TV just so I can have a pretty version of Call of Duty. You know, it's mm-hmm. and and it's you're not even that much pretty. No, it's not like the PS4 mm-hmm. as it is is a fantastic graphical system. Hell, like I just played Uncharted Four a couple months ago. It is one of the most. It's probably one of the most beautiful games I've played in the last five years. You know, mm-hmm. like I haven't had that reaction since I played Resident Evil Four on my GameCube, where I was like, oh my god, this is like super great. And so, I don't know. Uh, I think this is more for the VR push. That we're going to see in the next couple of months, realizing that the PS4 with VR may not be as fast or or process it as well as maybe the PS4 Pro. But then again, if if I'm just going to buy this for VR, I, I mean, there's got to be something really spectacular for VR for me to even consider buying it. And a part of me feels, is this just a response to the Microsoft Scorpio? Like, is this just a way to... Like, cause I still don't get the Xbox one S like why there was a need for that, especially if I'm just going to buy that and then enjoy it for 11 months until the new Scorpio comes out. You know, like I, I just kind of at a loss why both companies would invest into the development of these two systems, especially on Microsoft's end, when you're going to get an entire new generation in a year. I think I know why they're doing this. And it's because 4K TVs are going to drop this holiday season to like a really ridiculous price. And so the consumers will go for like, you know, Black Fridays. It's, it's to benefit them more than anything. Um, you know, as technology moves on, we are moving, I guess, to a more higher definition of TVs, smart TVs. It is part of what technology is. We, we, you know, one is obliterated and one, rises up again and then again and again it just repeats itself and i think what they're doing which is smart and not smart um smart that they gave the option for people who have a ps4 right now to opt in if they want to get their ps4 um uh, 4k prep it's just a program they get to download via the ps4 so you don't have to get a ps4 pro it won't come with the dual process, but you could still you could download the the application to your PS4, which will then support 4K TVs. Uh, now it won't be playing the smoothest, but it'll still do that. So they are they are giving that option for people to do that it's in, on its own because as, as you can see, uh, LCD TVs are super cheap now. They're not what they used to be before. Before those TVs were like really expensive. And I the thing about it though is remember um, a few years ago. 
Sony was pushing very aggressively for 3D TV technology, and that didn't really catch fire. So I guess, in a way, I'm slightly reserved because, you know, they're pushing 4K as the next step, but they also pushed 3D as the next step, and that didn't end up really going anywhere. Yeah, it didn't go up because... 3D, I don't know, there's there's like a way to do it, you know, I remember when Plasma's TVs came out and then LCD's TVs came out, Plasma was obsolete and then LCD pretty much was the, the kind of the way to go about it. And even though 3D might not work right now with the fact that the new VR headsets are coming out, it's going to be a way for them to even go for it now even more further and more aggressive next year. I, I'm We're going to see a big aggressive push on 4K in the holiday holidays right now for 4k tvs and then we're going to see a, a huge aggressive push from best buy from you name it it's going to be a, a big push next year coming next year holiday they're going to push the shit out of that like they're not going to hold back they're going to do all they can to get the regular consumerism to be like hey you go watch now netflix in your own home and don't have to bug your wife with the tv on all bright and stuff you could just like put it on and it's the it's the future that we hope was never gonna happen, but it's gonna <laughs> happen because there are people <laughs> that just don't really care, and that's just part of technology. It's like it either consumes you or you stay away from it, but that is literally what's gonna happen, and it sucks because you know I, I I'm okay with my LCD TV. I don't really need a 4K TV, and and it's fine like that we got the option not to opt in on this. But the thing is, is that uh, the big worry is whatever systems coming out in the next couple years is going to require all of us to have 4K TVs. Like, there's no... there. Mm. That is, that's going to be the standard. And it sucks because then we're all separated again. And, uh, you know, it's no, just history no. repeating itself. No, if that's the case, then PC Master Race with my NX on the side because Nintendo's always 10 years behind anyway. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be catch good. up for the longest. <laughs> um, so, of course, the... the Tag price for the PS4, I guess the small version, the mini, it's going for $299, while the PS4 Pro is going for $399, and I think the PS4 mini is going to be coming out this year, while I think this is the Pro coming out this year as well, I think, if I'm correct, out this year as well. Uh, so keep a close eye. I think eye, they said it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll keep you guys posted if anything else happens, because right now, the other big thing, of course, is the other guy on the other ring saying, hey, I'm better than you. Which, uh, Josh, can you tell me a little bit what Microsoft c- kind of threw down recently well, as of today? Whole, I mean, it's just kind of laughable. I mean, they didn't do mm-hmm. it in a way that was overly aggressive, but they just posted like an infographic that said that was basically listing all the things that this Xbox Scorpio will be able to do that the PlayStation 4 Pro can't, including the uh, the 4K Blu-ray that we were just talking about. But it just sounds so dumb to me because, let's be realistic, like... Xbox One and PS4, aside from a handful of exceptions, have largely an identical library. And they're still going to have largely an identical library going forward, aside from your occasional Forza, Halo, Last of Us, or whatever. So, again, what I how I started my contribution to the PlayStation 4 Pro conversation, I'll add it here too. It's like, specs don't mean shit if you don't have games to support it. And... As far as the current trends showing, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon where pretty much all the same games are going to come out for both. So in the at least in the PS3's case, the PS3 being more powerful than the Xbox One meant it was harder to develop for and had longer load times and had more technical issues yeah. than the Xbox 
360 version. So mm-hmm. we don't know what it means yet, but I can almost promise you at this point that it's not going to mean a whole lot when it comes to the games themselves because Titanfall 3, Battlefield 1, 5, or whatever the fuck, like whatever is going to yeah. come out in the next couple of years are going to be on both systems. They're going to be almost identical and it's really not going to matter except for people who have some kind of weird allegiance to one company over the other and yeah. will go on forums and vigorously type out how the frame rate was like was like 0.5 seconds faster or this little <laughs> bit of screen tearing on the xbox version means the playstation 4 is obviously a better console it's like exactly it, none of it really matters so good for them to be able to tout that number especially mm-hmm. because now they're even though they've been secretive for the most part which is probably a sign that they're losing in the sales war which isn't much of a surprise but yeah. they news came out today that the Xbox One sold outsold the PS4 for the second month in a row. So it feels like they're trying to ride momentum. Do you, this is a little off topic, but do you guys think that there's a chance that we can end up with a PS3 versus Xbox 360 scenario all over again? Where oh yeah, we're, we're like how with the Xbox 360, like how with was... the Xbox 360 like really outsold the PS3, but the PS3 caught up towards the end of the generation oh, uh, without question. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think the PS4 is going to be the biggest seller this this year. Uh, we we still have Last Guardian coming out, which is an exclusive PS4 game, uh, and people who enjoyed Ico and Shadow Colossus and PS2 have been waiting patiently for this and waiting for the PS4 to drop so so like really low right now. So there's gonna be a really he- I think that's gonna be the biggest sell, and I think even the possible I think the biggest two sellers will be this year will be the new 3DSs uh, for sure and the mini PS4s. And I'm quite sure maybe the not the Scorpio, uh, mic, the Xbox One, but the other Xbox One that they announced the at S. E3, the S, yes, that would be the one for sure is going to be on third, because um, handhelds always sell, and uh, knowing Nintendo, they're going to really push trying to sell all their backlog of 3DSs that they've had. Because uh, I haven't heard anything about next year with 3DS, and that's already telling me that they are really focusing on NX, and uh, it might be something of a handheld, so uh, we, we might be possibly looking at the last year of the 3DS before it kicks the bucket next year, maybe next year's summer before they announce everything. So, I mean, that's just my prediction yep. as far as, you know, well, end of it, year it's stuff. Already outlived. it's already outlived the typical cycle too because it's usually about five years before a new Mm -hmm. um version comes out and it's been six this is the sixth year no wait no no this is the fifth year next year's a sixth so that'll be already past the usual shelf life r.i.p (laughs) r.i.p gg um aside from stuff uh that being released and we'll need we're talking still nintendo stuff but uh uh pokemon go is getting an update i didn't even hear about this can you because anybody can anybody tell me what's going on because i stopped playing that shit like three weeks ago (laughs) <laughs> like just it's the, it's great for me because i pretty much just use it as a way to get more pokemon while i walk because i pretty much walk everywhere yeah but this is going to be even better for someone like me because the up uh, the big update that's coming with it is uh what they're calling it the buddy system mm-hmm. and it's essentially like you know how in pokemon yellow and on heart gold and soul silver you can walk with a pokemon behind you ah yes yes, yes. okay i did hear about this yeah yeah, so with this new update, you're going to be able to pick any one Pokemon in your inventory to walk with you, and the more you walk with them, you get more candy uh, for that hmm. Pokemon type, which is going to make it a lot easier to evolve Pokemon that you have a hard time either finding in the wild. Like for me, I think I've only seen like three coughing the entire time I've been playing this game. 
So instead of having to wait another one. year at this rate, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. instead of having to wait another year at this rate to get enough candy to evolve it, I can just walk with it. And after a certain time, I'll, amount of time and steps, that's pretty cool. I'll be able to just evolve it that way. And that's going to make evolving those starters a lot easier too, because they need like oh, 125 yeah. candies yeah, in total. Of, yeah, that's cool. So how many so magic card uh, uh, companions are you going to see? <laughs> oh God, that's going to be terrible. I'm, I'm, good like, because... I'm like 30 candy away from being able to get the Gyarados, though. Oh, man. Lucky so I'm like, I'm right at the cusp, but that was after so many hours of just at going to the beach, getting yelled at by store owners. <laughs> Which is pretty good that they're adding this update because it might help people who live in the middle of nowhere who don't have access to Pokestops or, you know, really anything. So um, that should be really cool for people who are out there. I think that was the, like the nice solution for now to kind of help them out. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm still not hopping back on that game until it's like a good couple updates. Then I'll hop back in. If anything. Man, they but need those new Pokemon already. The gold and silver no, ones. No, they, they don't. I think they just need to really work around their UI because it, it's sloppy. I don't like their user interface. It's like, I mean, catching Pokemon is cool. I think everything else is not really well explained, which I get it because everyone's like, oh, it's a video game. It was supposed to be like, you know, but I'm like, yo, well, people are stupid and then they don't understand anything and then they give up and then they uninstall it. So... I mean, it, there's, there's, there has to be some simplicity with the UI in order to get people and people who just started picking it up to get more intrigued into it. And it's right now, it's not, it's not at the best when it comes to bumping into Pokemon because, you know, everyone's doing it illegally, which aka driving the car. I see you guys on the freeway. Don't act like I'm not looking at you guys because there's a bunch of people <laughs> I see on the freeway, like, posted up. But anyways. And uh, it's those people's Pokemon fault dudes? that I can't, it's, it's those people's fault that I can't walk more than like uh, a mile an hour without it asking me if I'm driving. Oh yes, promise me. So, congrats to you guys. Kudos. Uh, other Pokemon <laughs> Sunday. Uh, we got some Sunday Moon news. It's just pretty good. Actually, we got a trailer this week. If I'm correct. Um, yeah, it was a saw... new trailer with a ton yeah. of news. It was so much. Like, I did my best to try to make sense of it all. I think the most important thing that most people took out of it is that it, that the game's essentially going to have. They're calling it a pokey, a Pokemon Finder mode. It's essentially Pokemon yeah. Snap, though. <gasps> I love it. So you're going to be able to walk around in real time within the game and now, some, switch so, to first-person mode. Josh, now before, sorry, I cut you off, but can you explain uh, to our listeners what is Pokemon Snap? Because we might have some listeners that may be a little bit too young. They probably never, ever played Pokemon Snap. But can you explain a little bit what Pokemon Snap is real quick? Oh man, now I just feel old. It doesn't even—it doesn't even occur to me that people wouldn't know Pokemon Snap because yeah, you have to think about it. It's like twenty years old. It's terrible. Anyway, but yeah, Pokemon Snap was a Nintendo sixty-four game where it was essentially a rail shooter where you were moving along a set path and you had to take pictures of Pokemon and you got more points to unlock new levels with the better with uh, with uh, taking great photos of each one and taking photos of a variety of them. So they're taking a very similar approach to the Pokemon Finder in this game where it shows that they do score you depending on what they're doing in the photos you take, you know, how they're centered and all of that, how the points are going to interact with the main game, they haven't said, but yeah, it looks like you're going to be able to take a variety of pictures of almost any Pokemon in the field. And the cool. video itself showed Pikachu and then Dragonite in like a Dragon <sighs> Valley type area. Oh, I can't so, I mean, wait. Fuck. Dude, that looks really cool. I don't but, know if I mean, it's just aside... me. I don't know if it's uh-huh. just me, but it, it it feels like this Pokemon Sun and Moon. They're adding so much content. It's it's insane. It's almost like whoa. 
how come you guys didn't do this when the 3DS came out? I don't know what took you guys forever. I feel like it's going to be a lot of content to this game, and it's going to bring back a good majority of people back. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the thing about each Pokemon game is each one seems to introduce some new big feature, and then they completely scrap it the next time the next game <laughs> that comes around. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, you know, everyone's excited for Snap, and I am too, but I really miss, the, I don't know if you guys remember this either, but I really miss the underground in from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Oh, I love that. Where you just oh, run around looking too. for fossils, and if you're yeah. if you're nearby other players, you could they would help you dig for stuff, you and you'd be more likely house. to find rare stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. So, Damn, I really I missed mean, that too. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's like oh. you know, um, Ruby and Sapphire had the secret bases, which they brought back mm-hmm. in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but then they got rid of it in the future games, and then Diamond and Pearl had the underground. Mm-hmm. Um, Black and White had the Dream World. So, and then they got rid of that. It's like. I wish they could just compile all this cool stuff into one game and you know keep what? building just, on it instead of replacing it, stuff. My my thing was, I always thought about this. I said, how come having Street Pass available, right? Having Street Pass available for 3DS games, especially for Pokemon, why not give me the option after completing the game, I can make my own gym, make my own gym badge, and have it set up and, and send it to people via Street Pass that way, it's like kind of like, oh, you get a ticket. It's like, oh, you got an invitation to battle such and such. I mean, you set up the AIs and everything, but if they beat your your team and you get they get your badge, and it's just infinite badges everywhere. I just always thought of that like image because you know you watch the show, they have like these orange islands that never existed, like all these cool <laughs> badges that you never got. And then you know, I love. I, I mean, everyone's like, I hate collecting badges. I'm like, I love it because that's just kind of saying like, hey. I fucking killed all these dudes. You're next. Like, what's up? You know? Well, it's <laughs> you always know like Carl, living that legend. Carl said, "Well, you know what? Go, I go ahead. In that case, I have some. In that case, I have some good news for you because they actually do have almost exactly what you're saying in Rub- in <gasps> Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh man, really? Yeah. Like if you be- if if you beat the yeah, like not exactly how you're saying, but mm-hmm. if you like when you make your secret base, they added it so that instead of just battling you. Um, anybody who visits your base via street pass could choose to join your secret base and oh, people could battle cool. all of you in it. But then after you beat the game, you can expand your secret base to a full gym and you can unlock parts to make like little puzzles in the gym before they can get to each trainer oh, what? and that kind of stuff. But there's the only thing, there's no badges, there's flags and you don't need to beat the trainers to get the flag. You just have to go into ah, their, um, you just have to go flag. into it and grab the flag. But if you really wanted to, you can set up the puzzle in your gym in a way so that they can't get to the flag without, you know, encountering each person along the way. So it's not, it's not like super, super comprehensive, but it's a pretty much along. It's a basic form of what you're describing. So if okay. you've ever got the chance to check that out within the next month or two before this new one comes out. But awesome. we were talking a lot about Pokemon, so I'll just run down the rest of it. Sure. Um, uh, they announced oh, a few weeks ago, they announced Alola form Rattata. So now they followed that up with a Lola form Radicate, which if you guys saw it is just like a really fat black Radicate. Mm-hmm. Um, a new it's dragon. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it says it's cute. So mm-hmm. cool. I want to plush. A it. new, dra- yeah, right. I'm sure they've already manufactured them all in Ch- with those Chinese sweatshops. I'm sure. <laughs> um, next one is Jangmo, like a dragon with like a. They, this whole backstory is something like it has a strong will to fight. So it looks like mm-hmm. the next like Dratini Dragonair Dragonite line of like super mm-hmm. powerful dragon that's exclusive to the game. Um but most interesting was 
a new Pokemon called Type Null. Did you guys see this one? No, I did. I did. It it's basically they're saying it's the main Pokemon of like the strongest trainer from the new like villain group, mm-hmm. and it's basically they design. It's a synthetic Pokemon that was made from like detached parts of other Pokemon. Oh God. Which is weird, and it it's made with the purpose of being stronger than the than the legendary Pokemon. So it seems like it's going to be like a reoccurring villain. And Juan, if you get a chance to look it up um, while we're talking about it, it literally just has like feet from one monster, hind legs from another monster, a fish fin, like an axe head at the top. It is the weirdest. It's, it thing looks ever. like it's a bunch of pieces put together to make something. So it's like like Super Scroll from like Marvel. Uh. Kind of, except that, like, how Super Scroll absorbs powers, this one is literally just its powers attached from different body parts. So yeah. it's like the Land of Misfit toys. Like, just like the. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, to- yeah, exactly. It's like something you would find in Toy Story in Sid's house. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly that sense, what it yeah. looks like. But um, aside from that, there was confirmation that there's going to be a new mini game to collect the, Zygor- the Zygarde um, cells to create its perfect form which was exclusive to the anime. Zygarde was a Pokemon from X and Y, but had an, had a form that was exclusive to the anime. So this mini game or this side quest is going to let you get that anime exclusive version in here by doing those um, quests. Um, also, they said that Pokemon Sun and Moon are going to run on a 12-hour time difference. So during the... during Like, Pokemon Sun will run off of your 3DS's clock as usual, but Pokemon Moon will automatically run 12 hours after so that when it's day... In real life, it'll be night in moon version. Ooh. Mm. And, th- and that's also going to affect, of course, which Pokemon are available because some only come out during the nighttime and vice versa. And on top of all that, they said that, you know how we were talking about the gyms and how they're being replaced in this game. Um, the Pokemon you fight in each totem battle is going to be different depending on which version you're playing. That's cool. And lastly, since we are a podcast show that's broadcast on the internet, we can't talk about this these announcements without the new i guess craze that's taken over the internet since this announcement came but that was the aether foundation which is like another group who are supposed to be good guys but i'm not convinced i feel like they're gonna end up turning on you at some point yeah i'm not convinced either but they're a group that's investigating ultra beasts and they've only showed one ultra beast so far which looks like a jellyfish you know it's weird the thing about it is that they're implying through the information that they've given is that the Ultra Beasts are not Pokemon. There's some other kind of creature that could potentially threaten to um, harm both Pokemon and human alike. So it's I like now we're starting want. to introduce stuff. Yeah, so it's like now we're starting to introduce stuff that has nothing that like creatures that aren't Pokemon. So it sounds really weird. But the reason why the Internet's so going so crazy about it is because of the character designs for two of the girls. Um where they lose Amin and Wick. Wick, that's my girl. I mean, uh, not that I know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like May from Overwatch all over again. It's like all oh, the thick girl, whatever. Oh man, but... Wick is thick. I mean, uh, c- c- keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more of a Lusamine guy though, so sorry. <laughs> I can't, I can't join you on that one. I'm already, I'm already working on, compi- I'm already working on compiling my waifu list of 2016. So this oh, is already starting to begun. make it a little bit easier. Dude, it began. It began in January, man. I'm scouting year round. Oh man! All right. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully the next waifu will probably. But you have time for this one. But uh, if you guys played late Bloodstain for whatever reason at E3, I hope you love that waifu. But unfortunately, today 
uh, we got the the sad news from Iga that this game is not going to come out till early 2018, which was not projected in their Kickstarter. The Kickstarter said that uh, Bloodstain was going to be coming out maybe in uh, end of 2017. Actually, yeah, it was supposed to come out in September 2017. Now I don't think they're going to hit that mark. Uh, fortunately, the apparently Iga said that the production is not going as fast as they thought they were uh, for his vision of the game, and so they hired new people. And they're going to be pushing the game a little bit more back, which is fine. I'm totally fine by that. Uh, if I got, my, I had my chance to play it at an E3 and talking to Ego for a bit. And the game looks great. It plays great. It plays like a Castlevania game. Nothing's been touched. It's it's perfect. And it's it's way better. It's it's what everybody's been waiting for. And Ego, if you're, if you're listening to the show, I hope you are. Take your time. Let's not have another <laughs> Mighty Number shit. And then we're oh, good. God. We'll be fine. And that's the thing. The delay's fine. At least in this case, they told us a year in advance. Mm-hmm. Not in months. Not in like two or three weeks. Weeks? Where the <laughs> release date just disappeared a couple weeks beforehand and no one knew what was going on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also... I mean, Juan, I, I know you're looking forward to Bloodstain, though. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I think just Carlos just reiterated everything I was feeling. Yeah. It's a good game. So, I mean, it plays really good on 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 the PC right now. I mean, if everybody, if people who kickstarted had the had the chance to play the demo of the game, um, uh, for free, of course, and it ran pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like horrible. It was a good, solid thirty minutes of just gameplay. So definitely, definitely worth that. And, and I think the next news, uh, I think Juan could take over that one. It it it, it comes to that you know everybody was expecting this but uh juan can you take it over yeah uh we're talking about uh hyperlight uh, oh yeah so hyperlight drifter um on wii u has been canceled for both wii u and vita and i think what it is he's just said uh the developer you who you say his name is his name escapes me right now um uh uh I, it escaped me right now too you caught me off guard yeah, I was like, yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. um someone made this game so, yeah. someone made this game guys yeah so <laughs> He he made a, like a five minute video on YouTube, I think two days ago, explaining the reasoning why it's been canceled. He mentions health issues and just uh, developing for you know for both PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Nintendo. Like just getting the game out and trying to get the bugs and everything. Working with the with the operating software was just too much for him, where it was taking toll on his health. So he just pretty much canceled the Vita and the Wii U versions, and he just went on saying if you um, asked for a key, uh, if you were part of the Kickstarter and you you wanted the Wii U version of the game, you can get it for your Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, or PS4. Like you can pretty much get any other kind of version you can, your PC if you wanted, but if, but if you were hoping to play it on the Wii U, um, it's not happening. Um, so... I think it's kind of a bummer. I don't know how many people actually did want it for the Wii U. Yeah, um, I don't know what the number is. For yeah, that. it must have been at a point where they felt like, you know what, we can go ahead and cancel it. I don't think it's going to make that much mm-hmm. of a difference. Um, so I'm I'm okay with this. Um, so I, I I didn't personally get it because I feel like Hyperlight Drifter's been out for so long already. Yeah, like for the other it's systems, like it's like kind of like Shovel Knight, like. It's been out for several months, almost a year. So 
if I really wanted to play it, it I mean, I would have just picked it up for that system anyway. I'm not going to wait yeah. 11 months just to play it on a Wii U. And I, that, that's the same thing for any other game. You know, like it was Shovel Knight came out for the Wii U at 3DS, and then months after it came out for PS4. So it's like, yeah, yeah the people already had it on the Nintendo system at that point. So, yeah. But you could but fight the, Kratos, the, man. <laughs> no, you could fight Wait, did Mighty Number no. Nine come out for the Wii U? It did. Yeah, oh. and it. I mean, if you can call what happened coming out. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it was supposedly just a giant mess. I, I mean, I played it on PS4, but supposedly it had a lot of slowdown and freezing issues, it's, and save files are getting corrupted. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's horrible. It's it. It just kind of like shows like how poorly managed that game was. Like they really had no idea what they were getting themselves into, or they're just mismatched. Like it kind of makes you wonder, like all the our money went into this. The funny yeah. thing too is I didn't know that Recore, um, that game coming out for Xbox One, was made by Comcept. Oh, was? Did it? you guys yeah. know that? No. Yes, I yeah, I so, was gonna bring it up right now. Yeah. And that's right around the corner. I'm like, what the fuck? How many games was he working on when Mighty Number no. Nine could have been? I don't know. Like, I, I honestly think it was like a conflict of. Of work with with Kenji Inafune because um, he's working on that. He's working on this RPG game he's been working on for years. And then he had the like Penguin Pirate game that got canceled, right? Exactly. And then Recore Recore came right, I think, right when they were about to wrap up or were in the, like the halfway mark of of uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, which sucks because I feel like they've been working. They've had that company for quite a while and been working on Recore for a good minute. Because you know the games, some games don't come out in like a the game development like two to three years, so knowing if this game this was prior to Mighty Number no. Nine, and I think it got too much for him. I think it got the best of him. I don't think he was able to handle two games at once. One super huge, and then another one that was like super huge and required like all of his Mega Man attention. Which you know at this point it's kind of like, dude, don't ever make another Mighty Number no. Nine. Think we, yeah, I mean, I think Mega Man's dead. It's it's dead. It's dead, man. No more. Yeah, just like Metroid. Yep. All okay. of our all of our futuristic space shooters are just being killed off. But the funny thing about Inafune is, I think over the span of Mighty Number no. Nine's development, like you said, he was overworked. But then he, at the same time, he was trying to start another Kickstarter for another Mighty oh, like Red another Ash. Yeah, game Red with Ash. Red Ash. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh. like it's it's not even it. It's hard to even have empathy in that situation because he kept piling on more work anyway. <laughs> but no, I mean, no. that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what's other, what else is coming up? I see some Overwatch news. Yes. I haven't been keeping up with Overwatch. What's up with that, Josh? Yep. Um, so Overwatch is going to be free this weekend for PS4 players. So Ooh, if wait, you're Juan, one do you of the... have Overwatch? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I do. Oh, okay, we're good. Me we're and good. Josh, right, we're we've, we've gotten a couple games in. Oh, cool. Yep. So... Um, yeah, so that's going to be free for anyone. So I know Shane, I think, bought it on PC recently. So jump on with your friends and get yeah. over your PC obsession, man, because all your friends are waiting for you here. And everybody, this is, if you ever wanted to complete those achievements to get those sprays, like killing four people at once, this is the best weekend to do it because you're going to run into a, so many... Into all those people who don't oh, know what they're doing. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Okay, so I got to do it. Dude, guys, the three of us... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like the three of us, we need to I'll, like one of us needs. We need to rotate being Zarya to like group up yes. to like use her ultimate to suck in like four people, so we yes. can just get all those trophies. Yes, yes. I'm actually kind of I'm getting kind of close to platinum platinuming the game, and I'm getting to the last couple ones that are kind of a pain. 
Whoa. I'm salivating just thinking of like, I'm finally going to get so many spreads. <laughs> the one I really need to get is um, Black Widow or Widowmaker. His or her falling off a ledge and getting a headshot in midair. I thought of an easy way to do that one, though. Oh, if, so? if one player's Anna and uses a tranquilizer on someone, oh. then the other player's Widowmaker, and they should be able to just jump in the air and shoot them while they're asleep. <laughs> that should work. Well, you can't jump. See, that's the problem with Widowmaker. You can't jump and aim. You have to just be aiming and walk off a ledge and do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, still, but still, if you do it like on a short ledge or something, that should still work. That's true. There was like some kind of weird like exploit that one of my friends showed me. Like if you shoot the headshot and like jump right at, like while like in that split second that the bullet's still traveling, like it'll still count or something like that. It's something that has to be kind of set up though and planned because otherwise it's like I'm terrible with Widowmaker. I'll never get it otherwise. Yeah, but this is this is not. I know it's advertised like hey play Overwatch for free, but I think secretly it's hey Overwatch players now you can go pick up those sprays that you wanted so long. <laughs> <laughs> right and then on top of that like right in time for that promotion the uh season two update went live late last week which is actually a little earlier than what was expected um so i don't know if any of you guys got to play it at all but it added a new map which as of right now people are saying is insanely difficult to win on attack on, instead of it's another escort the payload mission mm. and i can attest mm -hmm. to it to a degree because the defender's spawn point is like right right on top of the um right on top of the de last destination before you win the match whereas the attacker's spawn point is a good i would say 30 to 45 seconds away from it if you're like a character that can't dash so it's like i played this match where we were in overtime for like four minutes and i kill i got like a triple kill twice in the span of that overtime and we still ended up losing because when i would kill them they would spawn and get back right on top of us like almost immediately like however long it takes for them to respawn like five or ten seconds they would already be back like there was no travel time in between yeah that those last uh, couple of meters definitely depends that at least two people are on the payload to make sure it's moving because i've played several games where everybody just abandons the payload because they just assume someone's on it to go kill the other opposing team. So, yeah. but yeah, the, the, those last meters are hell. Once you break the door to the castle, it, it's like just a big clusterfuck of love. Just yeah. what's like, who's doing what? So, but no, I, the map is beautifully designed. There's so many, it's, it's just gorgeous. And I'm more impressed with what they do to expand the universe of the, of overwatch without even a huge narrative. There's so much story to it. So, like, I found myself in the kind of like the lobby of the room where you guys are just kind of waiting to go out and just shoot people. Like all those little details, like with the 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 steins and then the magazines that are open. You see the 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 remains of like the robots that are just lying there. Like you could see that a war has taken place. Even when the door is open and you go out, there's more debris and like something went down in this castle, you know. And it, it it's I just love this. Like Blizzard gives you a little bit of a more of a of a taste of um, expands the story just a little bit more but they also leave a bunch of questions left there like what exactly happened in this war um you can tell this is like reinhardt's like map you know so were there other knights with him and if there are where are they now you know because he can't be just the only one of his order that's left there's got to be this group of knights that just kind of like disbanded or he, maybe he left the the order to go join Overwatch. Like it's, I'm I'm super invested in this property. Like I want more of it. 
Yeah, and did you see the sk- the new skin that Reinhardt got as part of the update too? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's it, it's the same armor that's at the end of that stage, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, awesome. Yeah, there was there's a couple of other ones too. Like everyone has a new laughing emote and a new sitting emote, which none of that matters because it, aside from Diva's sitting emote, because it's the one that they uh, took all those memes from and made it canon as part of the universe, where she just sits down. And starts streaming some shooter game while eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. So it's like I took all my stored coins from the Summer Olympic Games. And the first thing I did when the update was live is I bought that. And now I just will sit on the payload eating Doritos. So it's fantastic. <laughs> it's breathed it's breathed new life into the game for me. I don't even fucking play sometimes. I just sit on a table and eating Doritos until I get kicked for inactivity. <laughs> no, it, dude, Carlos, it's, it's, it's such a great game. Like, it's... But I need to put more time into that game now. You guys are making me feel dude, like I should go back. No, it's, it's awesome. Play with us. I... I was going to get it, like, I almost get, I try to get all my multi-platform games on Xbox One, but then we were talking, and then you were like, oh, if you get Overwatch, play PS, get on PS4 so we could play together, and since I got it, I haven't seen you online. I know, I've been, like, super busy. You guys, I've been playing Monster Hunter, you gotta give me a break, it's just been consuming my life, but that should be our lead way. Wait, no, you said one more news. Uh, Yes. One more thing, please talk about it, because you always have to talk about this. In every goddamn podcast, but I'll let you talk about it now because I know I love you. Go. Yes. Speaking of love, Super Dimension Neptune versus <laughs> Sega Hard Girls Limited Edition has been announced and is going up for pre-order on September twenty-fifth. Oh, no, sorry, no, September fifteenth. That's that only the, a week from now. Is that the Sega one? Yes. Oh man. Wait. So Super w- Dimension. What's, what's what's in the limited edition, Josh? Please roll it. Roll us down with what we got. So a lot of it's the typical stuff. So you're going to get a soundtrack and an official art book and a reversible cover sleeve for the game. But and here's a real reason you're getting it. It's coming with a Vita. It's coming with two Vita skins, one for the fat Vita and one for the slim Vita. So the same design for both. So that way no one's left out based off of the model they have there. You're getting a carrying case for your Vita. But on top of all that, if that wasn't enough, you're getting a super dimension pillowcase with if on both sides one of it is her one side is her transformed form that's new to this game and the other side's her standard outfit so now you get to sleep with if whenever you want are you getting the limited edition my wife is okay good <laughs> sure i believe you josh i totally the only reason you. i'm not getting only reason i'm not getting it is because i'm probably going to review it uh you little slick bastard but but if she wasn't getting it, I'd get it anyway. Okay. You, you know what? I might get my own so I could have my own pillowcase. See? Smart man. Smart man. That's how you keep a relationship alive. You buy same pillowcase, share the same love. Totally feel See, it. it's like if I, get, if I get in trouble and get kicked out of the bedroom now, I'll have someone else to snuggle next to. See? There you go. When you said, when she tells you, go sleep in the couch, you're like, oh, oh you don't know what you're missing out, girl. And then you go, what? Um, talk about getting sent to the couch, guys. What what has everybody been playing? That's my big thing right now. Uh, Juan, what have you been playing, man? Uh, well, let's see. The Yokai Watch Wibble Wobble. So, Wibble Wobble, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. The, the drop it like it's hot edition. Um, Overwatch. I've been playing. Um, I finally went back and finished the, the Uncharted One on the remastered disc. Now, nice. yeah. So, is it go? Ahead. Is it just me? Am I crazy or is Uncharted one better than all the other ones? Because I still maintain that, and I've played them uh, all again that's, recently. That, that's you. That's, that's totally you. that's you. 
No. That's two. I, I, find, two, you're, 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 I find two of the best one. I, I'm two in the middle the of two one. right now. I'm at the point oh. where we just got into the – we're going – we just got – I got into the temple. I was being chased by that chopper mm. in, through the city. Um, and I – it's a, a huge difference in quality from part one to mm. two. And my my wife is just in love with the story. Like I love – like it's it's a movie that I get to interact with. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, you're all wrong. If I wanted to watch a Michael Bay movie, I'd watch a <laughs> Michael Bay movie. You're all wrong. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's yeah, I love Uncharted so much. So um, that's going to be my weekend game. Um, other than uh, Overwatch is where my wife's here. We're playing Uncharted. But when she's not here, Overwatch. And uh, I have to get into Monster Hunter um, Ultimate. I mean, not Ultimate Generations. I just oh. not have time to really so get good. into it. It is. I, Mine's still in the wrapper, man. So, I mean, whenever you guys are free to do some hunts, man, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, I'm hunting lunch every day, and I have not regretted one bit. It's uh, so good. How about you, Josh, man? Josh, what, what have you been playing? Um, speaking of having no time, I was playing... I resubscribed to Final Fantasy XIV last week, like I alluded to earlier, just for this Yokai Watch event. And my God, is it the most miserable experience that I've had in a very, very long time. And it's like, like I was saying earlier, it feels counterproductive to what they're aiming for, because obviously part of the reason you run these special events is to bring back in lapsed subscribers and get them hooked back on the game while building interest in their crossover property, which is Yokai Watch in this case. But with this event, it's making it so that I would be happy if I never looked at Final Fantasy XIV or Yokai Watch for the rest of my life, because it is the most, let me put it this way. If you want to unlock everything that the event holds, you have to spend more time playing the same like handful of missions over and over and over and over again. You have to play those longer than it takes to finish both Yokai Watch games combined. It's like it's for one thing, you have to complete this certain set of missions that randomly spawn throughout the day at particular points of the map. And you have to have a particular yokai that's um you have to have a particular yokai follow you if you want the weapon that's like based on them so then when you finish those missions you have like a complete i think there's no confirmed percentage but people say it's about 10 percent drop rate like one out of 10 yeah like one out of 10 every time you finish one of those missions you have a one out of 10 chance of getting a legendary yokai medal for that yokai so the so it's like the first weapon that you get for your first yokai is seven medals so if that's each mission takes maybe about three or four minutes, not counting like travel time when you move from one section of the map to the other. So the first the first weapons cost seven medals, right? Mm-hmm. If each one if each mission takes like three or four minutes for seven medals, that's and then they drop maybe once out of every ten. That's like at least like about two hours, right, for that one weapon. <laughs> but after you buy that first weapon, and there's there's thirteen yokai, so there's thirteen yokai weapons. Mm-hmm. And it's still a grind, but if each one was seven medals, that would be fine. But after you buy the first weapon, the next weapon becomes nine medals. Uh, and then after you buy the okay. after you buy the second weapon, the next one becomes eleven medals. Mm, so and then when you buy, it. oh god, yeah, and when you buy the fourth weapon, it goes up to fifteen medals. And the next seven are all fifteen medals, which leaves three more weapons to get. But the last three weapons are thirty medals each. So you're talking about um, you're talking about on average like four hours per weapon for those last three, not counting the fact that it's completely random, so it could take longer. Shit. 
And if you add all of that up, that's a good 40, 50, 60 hours of God pretty much just damn. playing the same like <laughs> damn, five dude. redundant missions over and over and over again and hope to God that you get what your the oh item drop that you're playing for. Fuck and it's that. like, I wouldn't stop. Sh- I wouldn't shut up about, oh, I can't wait. I was talking my wife's ear off about, oh, can't wait to unlock Jabanyan and stuff. And now I fucking I'll be happy if I never see that little fucker again. <laughs> it's like I get so angry. It's like I've done, oh, I've done man, nine missions like... in a row and I haven't gotten shit. What am I doing? So yeah, oh, um, I mean the good point, the good part of it is that that's just for the weapons. Yeah. If all you care is un- about is unlocking the yokai as like the characters to follow you around, mm-hmm. you get one of those medals for every mission you complete period as long as you're wearing the yokai watch accessory oh that's cool so but it's weird because i unlocked all of i unlocked all 13 of the yokai themselves within like two hours so i don't know why they made such a disparity where you can get all of the yokai in two hours but it takes 50 60 hours to get all the weapons it doesn't make any sense but aside from that and moving back into happier times yes um uh, played more Overwatch, which is opposite of Juan, how he said he plays Uncharted when his wife's around and plays Overwatch when she's not. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty much not allowed to play anything but Overwatch because my wife likes watching it, but doesn't want to play it. It looks good. It so, looks good on screen. That's why it looks like it's like a like a real game, like a real, not like a real game, but it's like like a real sport, you know, like if it exists, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Everybody yeah, looks... She- like really nice and smooth. So she make she makes me feel like a pro player. Like I'll do I'll like get a double kill or something or a triple kill or I'll get play of the game and she's like, Oh man, that was so cool. And I was like, Cool, at least someone cares about what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, backseat gamers are the best uh your best crowd ever. Ever, ever, ever. It's the fun thing. Unless um, they're criticizing how you play. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, No, you should have done that. It's like, Well, you should play and then they go, No, that's okay. Something <laughs> Um <laughs> And then uh-huh. And sorry, real quick. And I know I spent so much time about talking f- about Final Fantasy, so I'll be quick at these last two. Um, mm-hmm. I played more of Make You Labyrinth of Death, which is from the developers of Hyperdimension Neptunia. Um, it's fun. It's like a regular dungeon crawler. It's just its difficulty disparity is off the charts, though, which is mm-hmm. the most annoying thing about it. Where there's only two difficulties: normal and hard. Normal, I was one hit killing everything. So then I switched it to hard, and the same enemy that I was one hit killing took like 10 hits to die and they would usually kill me first so it's like there's no real progression between normal and hard but other than that it's an easy dungeon crawler to get through it's a good introductory one i feel as long as you're not playing on hard and then the game that's probably taking up most of my time this week is tokyo mirage sessions i've been really focused on finishing it this week and i'm disappointed that i didn't play it more sooner it's probably one of my favorite games of the year so far (laughs) Um, it obviously mixes elements of Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei, leaning way more heavily on the Shin Megami side of things, kind of has a lighthearted story, kind of resembling Persona more, but not really, Mm -hmm. like centering all around like the whole idol culture in Japan. It comes off as part parody, but still has a lot of really interesting characters to get to know. That's cool. Most of, most importantly of which is Eleonora one of the party members you get about halfway through mm-hmm. and is probably currently in the running for number one waifu of the year because she's just fantastic. <laughs> she speaks, she speaks to me because she's biracial and everyone's racist in Japan and uh... hates her because she's white like me. Hmm. Okay. All right. It's hard. It's hard growing up white. You know, it's weird because Shane would have said something really racist right about now. So it's, uh, it's good that he's not here right now to remark on that. 
In spirit. In spirit, yes. <laughs> in spirit, he's here. I can, I can hear him from all the way here from LA to Alaska just saying, just muffling something I can't even understand. Build that wall. Build that wall. Um, aside from that, uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter Generation too much, if anything. Uh, got really hooked on it. They just released the recent DLC that contains the, um, it has the Star Fox costume for your Palico. And also, you can add, I mean, of course, it's not going to give it to you for free. You're going to have to work your butt off and hunt some monsters. You can also dress up your hunter as Link. So they brought back the Zelda stuff. Wait a, wait, wait a minute. I, th- I, I thought you just said that you can dress up as Link in Monster Hunter Generations. Yep. yep. Wind Waker Link. So uh, Overwatch is going to have to wait. Yep. I think you have to do that. Not because, this weekend, uh, man. It's Noob City. Oh, yeah. Noob City. Uh, so Overwatch. Noob City. And Come on. You can't say no to Noob City. God damn. The, the, the sacrifices and the problems that we have to deal with. <laughs> just play Monster Hunter while you're waiting for someone to get on the payload. Or why don't you just stand on the payload and play Monster Hunter? Because you know no one else is going to I heard it. that's the new diva emote. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like um, if you just... If you just stand on the payload, it'll you'll probably just win for your team while everyone else is off playing team deathmatch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Um, went back and I'm gonna start playing Nuka Nuka Cola Land, which is the new DLC for Fallout Four. Oh God, I forgot um, I bought that too. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I have the season pass, and I was like, wait, I got it for free. And I was like, oh cool, go pick it up. Um, I just got Final Fantasy XIV Online. Uh, Josh. I oh, dude, did you start it. it yet? I haven't started. It's dude. 50... Join join the Cactuar server, and we can get on there together and play. We, we can suffer through this yokai watch shit together. Oh, God no. Uh, it's fifty gigabytes. By the way, that's a fucking huge game. What the hell's going on? Seventy. Oh no, forget it. I'm not. Once the updates this. are, I'm once not... the updates are all done. No, I'm not installing this. Nope, not one bit. Nope, I need a bigger terabyte for this shit. I'm not doing this. Man. thing Jabanyan's waiting for you, man. No, I'll, I'll, I'll chill with I'll chill with uh, Overwatch. I'm good with that. It's not even that big of a file. I'm good. Um, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I've been playing uh, my... What else have I been playing? Oh, I've been playing uh, Dark Souls 3, getting ready for the new DLC, which is going to be popping soon in October. So it's going to be a good time, too. Uh, I never played Journey. People are going to shit on me because I, I, I just said that. But I never play Journey, and, and it's just right now for free on the PS uh, PS Plus Store. So uh, I'm gonna play it sometime this weekend. Put some time in, in it. I, I keep hearing that it's such a good game. So um, put some time in it. That's it. Until I've been playing this week, y'all. Uh, should we go on with the question of the week for everybody? Because I think that's what uh, kind of want, right? Yes. Guess? No. Maybe. Yes, what was so the question was, of the week, yes. Josh? You remember this? I don't remember too much, but it was something to do with <laughs> something to do with. Um, it was because due to Miyamoto announcing that they're considering amiibo support for iOS down the road. Mm-hmm. How would you want amiibos to interact with the mobile games? Mm-hmm. So I'll start. Um, mm-hmm. As far as how they would interact. How I would want them to interact, something like Mario Maker, how tapping them will give you new characters and skins for the characters that you're playing as. So if it's Animal Crossing, maybe an outfit. If it's um, Super Mario Run, similar to um, Super Mario Maker, how it gave you those pixel skins, something like that. Something that's not going to be unrealistic, but something that'll make it worth you know, going out and buying Amiibo if you don't have them already. I mean, fortunately for Nintendo, I do have them all already, and I don't have any self-respect, so I'll keep buying them regardless. But 
if they had something like that, I would feel a lot better about sinking four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars, or however much it is at this point, into all of these toys that don't do much right now. But more than likely, what they'll end up doing is giving you just enough money of in-game currency so that you can almost buy something, but not quite. But if you just spend that one extra dollar, you'll be able to get it. Okay, and that cool. way they'll rake, in, yeah. they'll rake in millions of dollars. Rake in millions of singles, kind of like the wibble wobble drop it. Drop it like it's hot. Wibble <laughs> wobble. Uh, Juan, what do you feel? Uh, I want a game where I could use the Squid Sisters amiibo for something other than a video. Like, um, a, a platformer, um, a music rhythm game with them in there. I think that property needs to get uh, exposed big time because I know it was one of the big sellers for the Wii U. But if we're focusing on getting a new crop of uh, consumers, I think that's one of the, probably one of the properties that has the potential to do really big things in, in the mobile market um, in terms of a music rhythm game. And on the subject of Squid Sisters real quick, do you either of you know if they're based off of anybody? Uh, not to my knowledge, like in real life. Okay, because in that either. case, then to- in that case, then Tokyo Mirage Sessions has Squid Sisters costumes. I wasn't sure what the if hell? they're like based off of something else, and the Squid Sisters was copying them first. But if the Squid Sisters were original, then yeah, there's Squid Sisters oh, costumes dope. in Tokyo Mirage, and I unlocked them, and I'm very happy. <laughs> no, but that, that would be mine. Um, How about you, man? Um. I would like to see kind of like what Josh was saying, um, but also kind of a kind of a way so it keeps because you know in the in the mobile industry you wanna you want people to keep purchasing in in game purchases stuff. So I would think it would give you like you know if you're doing Mario Run and you use like an an eight bit Mario or something I don't know some 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 amiibo some Mario amiibo and it either changes costumes or it gives you like an extra continue. Um, you can use your amiibos like three three times a day to do an extra like an extra continue, you know, uh, that way because you you know these like continue go mobile games. It's like you die but you can pay to keep going kind of stuff. So I would think it would be kind of cool to kind of use different amiibos and get like a different feel. Or if it changes the levels a bit, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I mean it'd, it'd be really rad to see where where they take this amiibo stuff with the mobile game industry too. Yeah, really for rad. sure. Yep. It's a huge opportunity for everyone involved. Yep. Well, guys, I think we hit our mark. We hit the we hit the money maker mark, guys. I think we did pretty good. We're a little tired because we started a little later than usual, and I feel bad for Shane. Is going to edit all this stuff, but hey, that my business. You handle it, Shane. We love you. But guys, before anything, follow Geekscape Games on Twitter. Follow Geekscape Geekscape on Facebook, Instagram. And I think it's on GeoCity or GeoSite. It's on Yelp. It's on everywhere, guys. But do we have uh, a live journal? We do have a live journal. <laughs> you guys can go on there too. We have a MySpace as well, guys. So hit us up on MySpace. Uh, also hit we us. We would up like on... it if Tom wasn't her only friend. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hit us up on Friendster as well. I was and... about to drop Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juan, how can they follow you? Um, they can follow me at the King of Mars on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Inu Joshua. And I'm everywhere as Angry Bananas. You can follow us everywhere, too. And, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. And, of course, make sure to subscribe to us on Google Play. I think we're on Stitcher, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, iTunes as well. Uh, check out also the our other fabulous, 
fabulous, fabulous podcasts that are also a part of this network. And like always, I think we have some kind of Loot Crate thing to do. So if you sign up to Loot Crate, you can also get a 10, is it 10% or 20? It's 10% off your first Loot Crate box. And uh, I think the password or the geek, I think it's Geekscape? Geekscape? Yeah, it's Geekscape. Yes. Awesome. Cool. So do that and you get a nice, cool uh, Loot Crate box. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's pretty cool. You get monthly, cool, random stuff. Uh, and if you don't like that stuff, I always tell people, hey, keep keep your subs up with Loot Crate because that way, if you want to give some stocking stuff first, it's the perfect thing to do. Just save up all the stuff you didn't like on the Loot Crate box and give it to your friends. Give it to family. It's good stuff. Give it to the kids. Kids love stuff. Kids love touching toys. I don't know. It just love ruining it, too. Uh, is that all, guys? I think we covered everything, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's about it. Awesome, guys. Well, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Adios. Peace out. I pay my hoes, my bills, my homage. I never been to college. I severed the head of rappers. I pack the Mac 11 to send you to another dimension. Not dimension. I part the Smith and Wesson with no second guessing. Yo, bitch, get the step in. Once I get in, you will get out. Don't want to hear a word out of your mouth. But some of that pussy don't doubt. I can make a squirt while I skirt in the Audi Bitch, I'm Audi after that, Audi's after that Touch your Instagram, put you on the mat Don't discriminate, fuck a handicap No life or devil, you'll take that bitch In the Audi days, I was 